0: We are so glad that you're here. If I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, my name is Kurt. I serve as one of the pastors here at the Vineyard. If you're with us online, thank you for joining us there. At whatever point in your week you are connecting with us, we appreciate that that is happening. And it is our heart that you would experience the presence of the living God presence of the living God. We believe here at the Vineyard that God is alive and that is a central reality in the work that he's doing and that you can know God because God knows you. And as Kelly did such a good job saying, God loves you. And so we're glad you're here with us in week two of our series, Life on Mission Prayer Training. I've got my friend Stephen Allen with me today. Can y'all say hi, Stephen? Hey. So, Stefan serves as um, our leader of all prayer ministries here at the church. And so, this is a great picture. We do have some staff that are part of the paid staff, and we have some uh, leaders who might not be on the payroll, but are leading ministry in a significant way, giving above and beyond like their time. And so, Stefan, we are so grateful for you. I'm excited. You might not know this, but he and I have been friends for quite some time now, and he has been an influential person in my life and my faith journey. And so I'm honored to be sharing the stage with you today. Hey, I just want to give a quick plug. This is a shameless plug. We love what happens in this large gathering. But this is not the only thing that happens in the life of our church. And there is a thing called small groups. How many of you love hanging out in smaller groups? Actually, everybody raise your hand. Because at some point, you're in a smaller group. And that might be a group of one for our introverts who are like, the coffee break is over. The Lord does answer prayer. This is good. No, but what we want you to do is connect beyond Sunday morning. Small groups just got launched. You can get a list of those groups online. And what we want you to know is in this series, we're talking about prayer training, Stefan is leading a small group that's going to help you kind of dig a little bit deeper into that journey of prayer. And so you're going to hear some of his heart today. So I just wanted to plug his small group and all the other small groups that are still available. You can still sign up go to pearlandvineyard.org forward slash connect and that will take you from there. Last week as I kicked off this series I had a chance to share my big dream for our church and it was this. What if we as a community said yes to being our city's prayer ministry team? What if when we left this place we felt encouraged, we felt empowered, and we felt invited to live on mission with Jesus. So everywhere you go during the week, you are living with the possibility that if you meet somebody who has a need in their life, you could ask a powerful question, can I pray for you right now? And in a significant way, if all of us began to say yes to this, our impact beyond this gathering would be significantly higher than any gathering quantity we put in this room because we would all be going out ready to love the people that we're interacting with at work. How many of you go to work? God wants to show up there because there are people there that he loves. How many of you live by neighbors? He loves them too. It's a beautiful thing. And we can be a part of God's story breaking in here and now what if we became our city's prayer ministry team for those of you that are in the building there is a picture kind of spread throughout the building it's a picture of what our church looks like on a map our church is not a building with a single point but it is hundreds of points spread throughout the city and this begins to show the impact of a local church community when we live on mission with jesus We encourage you with the words of Pete Gregg from his book, How to Pray, a guide for normal people. And he says this this is a great way to think about our prayer life. Keep it simple. One word prayers count, keep it real. God is very interested in what is really going on, not maybe that social media image portrayal, not that surface level, but at the heart and at the core of who we are, God is interested in dealing with reality. Keep it real and keep it up. Keep it up. If you uh, follow the YouVersion Bible app, it's a free app that we encourage so you can daily interact with scripture. Today, the encouragement from the verse of the day is pray continually. Imagine that. We're in a series on prayer. It's like we planned this, Stefan. Right. I can't believe it. They are kind to us. They are kind to us. Keep it up. Hmm. Just keep it up. So, what we want you to do is turn with us to 1 Peter 4. We're going to anchor in an encouragement from a letter that's written to the church. And so, we are a part of that church. And it's this interesting encouragement that the things that maybe you have been thinking about in this day and time, that maybe other people are thinking about in this day and time, were things that the church was thinking about in their day and time. And it says this starting in verse seven. "The end of all things is near." We might translate that, "The end of all things is nearer." It's, we've moved forward in time. It was near then. It's OK, just make sure we're awake. This is good. Hey. It's okay. It's all good. The end of things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Let's say that one more time. We're going to read this all together. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. said it last week. We'll say it again. If you post about it, you should pray about it. The call of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, calls us all to a life of prayer. And if you know of things going on in your world or in the lives of other people around you, this is calling us to be people who will pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength that God provides. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. The connection of this text calling us to prayer, to a life of deep love that overflows in hospitality, that calls us to participate, so that who gets the glory? So that we get the glory? No. Pressure off so that God would be praised. This is like a beautiful picture of what our heart is at the Vineyard for this series, Life on Mission, prayer Training that God is calling us to prayer and he calls us to do it from a place of love and hospitality so that we show the welcome of God's kingdom all around us and that we can step into the grace of God in its various forms because just so you know, look around the room. Various forms are expressed here in the room. It's the beauty of God revealed in his community, made in his image so that we can be a part of what God is doing. Prayer. Love, hospitality, full engagement. Sounds like a good recipe. So, Stefan, I've got a real question for you, though. Like, that's nice, right? Paul tells us to pray. Yep. So, everybody go pray. Paul said so, it's in the Bible. So, why do we not pray? Why does it sometimes feel hard to pray for somebody else? Why are we not already experts and pros at this?
1: It's a great question. I'm not real sure.
0: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> I cannot tell you why we don't pray.
0: Well, here's what I, I imagine this. I'm just going to, I actually have good news. If you have ever prayed in your life once or more times, raise your hand. Mm-hmm. I think we pray, man. This ah, is a good room. Nice. But here's my question, Stefan. When we pray, what are we actually doing? What do you think in your experience? Well, in
1: my experience, what I think we're doing is it is one of the most simplest ways that we can express love for somebody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it, how many of y'all have ever come across somebody that's like having a bad day? And so, and that's on a scale of one to 10, that varies on what a bad day is, but I'm sure all of us have experienced some folks that they're having a bad day and you really don't know what to do. You know, you want something to happen, but, you know, you don't really know what you can do to help them, well, praying. You can step in and, and ask the, the question. You can say, how can I pray for you?
0: Yeah.
1: And at that point, it's, a, it's an opportunity to, one, connect and show that you care about them, yeah. and then also, you know, introduce them to somebody
0: you know that can help them. So what you said right there is so important that prayer for somebody else is primarily about care. It is. It's saying, I care about what's going on for you. But like, do I have to have the right words or do I have to be like this superhero Christian for it to like work? You do not. So then what am I like, what, then do, what kind of posture am I taking in that moment of saying, I care about what's going on. My I invite, like, what begins to happen when I pray and maybe connect with God for somebody else?
1: Well, can you ask that again? I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: No, like, when I care about somebody, like, do I have to, like, generate something? Do I have to make something no, happen? No, you okay. do not. Tell me a little bit more
1: about that. So, um, if you've ever prayed for someone, sometimes you feel like, oh, I've got to get the right words here. Or I've got to say the right thing. And actually, you don't. You don't have to have the right words to say the right thing. You, um, really, it is just an invitation and a conversation. And there's really not a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't really have to get it right. Your expression of your heart towards that person usually is what God would intend for you to, to express towards them in your prayers. So there's no real pressure to, like, get it right. So if you're new to praying for people, the pressure's off you're really not going to get it wrong. Um, Just the fact that you're willing to stop for a second, acknowledge someone's pain, and say, hey, can I pray for you? And then in whatever way it comes, and however the words you use, that's enough.
0: Yeah. You know, and that just invites us back to the Scripture, be of sober mind and pray, and then it invites us to love. And so if my prayer is an expression of love, that heart that you're saying, paying attention to that heart... Mm I get to step into joining God in his work in that moment. That's right. You know, as you were talking about that, I just thought about my own self. I, I've prayed for myself before. Have you ever done that? I have. Yeah. <laughs> and I usually pray good prayers for me. Right. Maybe I'm the, I guess I'm, I'm the only one that prays those kind of like positive, encouraging, like, God, would you do good things in my life? God, would you take care of this circumstance for me? That's right. So I get to like have that same heart for other people. That makes it kind of seem easy. It is. That's it's cool. not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. I love that. You heard it here. Prayer for somebody else. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. And we get to lean out of that heart of care.
1: I will say this though. It is, it can be initially when you first start, it is uncomfortable. So I do want to acknowledge that. It's not hard. Yeah. But it is, you know, it's risky. And what's
0: talk about that a little bit more? What's that uncomfortable spot? Ah.
1: not real sure for me it's you know it's like uh you know I don't want to kind of get in their business or you know I'm not real sure how they're going to respond to me if I ask them or you know just a little fear of like how they would receive but historically and I can say this I have never had anyone turn me down
0: oh
1: ever even you know folks that don't go to church or not have no context for it at all have they've never turned me down
0: ever. You know, I resonate with that. This last week I had a chance. I was meeting somebody on a phone call for the first time in my life, and they shared that they weren't feeling good, and I asked, can I pray for you, and they said yes. Mm-hmm. I've known them for all of about four minutes, and then I stumbled through the prayer because I got nervous.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what, where, where the nerves come from. I have <laughs> no idea what that's about, but
0: well, here, you know, and I think if we go back in, again, in First Peter 4, it talks about that we are operating out of God's power, not our own, and I think sometimes I feel like I have to be powerful, I have to, like, be really, like, connected to God's presence in a significant way, and yet there's a humility of just going, I can't do this, I can't heal you, I, I can't fix this circumstance, but I believe there's a God who can, so maybe we're just pointing.
1: That's a great point. I think, I think, I don't know how it is for others, but for me, sometimes, and it's weird, you worry that, oh, maybe God won't show up. I think that's probably, for me, if I had to nail it, I would say that's probably why it's like, "Mm, are you going to back me up here, Lord? I'm (laughs) stepping out, I'm taking a risk, I'm going to ask if I can pray for this person and, oh, he's not going to show up.
0: That's right. And so if we're filtering prayer for the miraculous as the standard, then we're missing prayer as an expression of care for the standard. That's right. And then God can do as God pleases from there. And really beautiful things happen in the kingdom. They do. So I wanna talk about an interaction we had recently. So um, we're friends and we actually hang out and talk outside of church. Yes. I recommend that. Um, you asked me to pray for you. Yeah. And my experience, I'm just gonna, one of the things we're gonna do today is we're gonna practice. And we're gonna try to be real practical. We see that scripture calls us to prayer we know it calls us to love and that love covers a multitude of sins. So the things that the world shows us like the broken spots, the imperfect spots, the places that heaven is not fully here, love begins to work in a significant way there. We show hospitality. We go, I can care for you. I remember you asked me to pray for you, and I thought, oh, okay, I can do this. But God, what do you want to do? Yeah. And It was a text.
1: I didn't actually... I wasn't talking to him on the phone. Or, oh, that's right. It was a text.
0: Yeah, so just another thing, God works through text prayers. So if, you, if you're asking somebody to pray for you, text does work. Uh, just, it's cool. God's somehow figured that one out. Um, probably the easiest things God's doing in the world right now. So as you asked me to pray for you, here's what I did. I just began to like wait because in that moment, I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything specific. And literally, Stephen, you just said, hey, I think I'm supposed to ask you to pray for me. Mm-hmm. I could have prayed about anything. And sometimes I think that's another barrier, is it's like I could pray about anything, but I don't know what to pray. Right. So I just began to wait. And as I began to wait, I began to just go, God, what do you want to say? What is it that you might want to do? And I know some of Stephen's story. He knows mine. But this is what began to happen for me. I just paid attention to what started to come into my mind. We engage our minds. I paid attention to what came into my heart. I love and care for Stephen, and I got this, this image of God walking with Stefan. so here's the good news, that's very biblical, Psalm 23 would be a nice filter for that, the Lord is my shepherd, he's with me, he's walking with me, but the image that I felt for Stephen is this, this, it was a picture of a well-worn path where God was walking in front of him and coming back to him, then God would walk out in front and come back to him and God will walk out in front and come back to him. And there was a lot of like uncertainty about what was going on around him, but that was what came to my mind. And here, this is, this is complete honesty. I was like, God, is that you? I, I just made that up. Like, we just preached out of Psalm 23, which if you want to get on our podcast or go watch past services, you can do that. And then I had this cool moment with God because I called him, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, this is what I felt like God was doing. And when you heard me say that, what did you say?
1: I don't remember exactly, but I can tell you this, that it was pretty spot on. So for me, and the, there's some here that know my story pretty well. It felt, this experience with God for me a lot of times, and maybe it's for you, it feels like bushwhacking, right? Like, you know, he talked about a well-worn path. For me, it's like, who's, who's ever like gone off trail and had to like go through the brush and the brambles it sucks. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> hey, it's church. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, it's tough. And when there's a well-worn path, it's not, you know, you might be going uphill, but it's not bad. But it was tremendously encouraging to me. And it did. It, 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 it resonated. It, um, it was, and it did encourage me in the moment because I was, um, it was one of those days, you know, yeah. I was having a bad day. Yeah. So,
0: and that's the thing we can do. We can begin to check in and go, as I'm praying for you, here's kind of what's coming up to my heart, my thoughts, that's conversation. Like, I think this is God's heart being given to me for you. Does that make sense? And if he had said, no, that's not encouraging. No, that doesn't make sense. You go, okay, like I tried. I love you. See, love even covers over like when we missed it with a prayer point. But then if it lands and he goes, yeah, that was actually encouraging to me. Like I ex- experiencing God's presence as you're sharing that. You go, Way to go, God.
1: And I was able to, as a result of that, I was able to sit back and go, you know what? Okay, I'm not bushwhacking here. That's, and it, and it, it landed. It really did. And, and it gave me some peace. And um, in that, like, okay, I'm on a trail now. Yeah. And the Lord's actually made the trail. And so, like, if I follow the trail, you know, I'm going to go where, where he wants me to go at the time. Yeah. And so for the day, it, it really worked. It was like, okay, I feel better. I can do
0: today. Can do today. That's I can a big do deal. today. So, what if we began to take these risks beyond our comfort level and lean into God's power and God's presence? What if we began to believe that God wants to work through all of us, not just some of us? Because again, as a follower of Jesus, as we grow in our maturity with Jesus, an expression of that maturity is life on mission lead us in your love to those around us, to those around us. We get to participate in what God is doing with those around us, and so we want to walk you through a five-step prayer model, right? It's perfect. We can just give you five simple steps. Everyone will be able to pray for somebody this week. Isn't that nice? Some of you are going, I'm not doing it, Kurt. You can't make me. It's like, that's fine. Like, it's not my strength. It's God. It's not my work. It's God. It's okay, but we want to walk you through some practical ways, some anchor points for all of us. And this is going to illuminate what happened when I prayed for Stefan. And I want to give you an illustration real quick to make it even easier. Have in your life anybody ever asked you for a recommendation? A recommendation for a restaurant, a movie, a place to visit, a place to go on vacation, a cool spot to hang out. If you've ever been asked for a recommendation, raise your hand. This is almost what prayer is like. Somebody in your life is going to say, hey, I've got this thing going on. You're going to hear their story. You're going to hear about a need. You're going to hear about something that's not perfect. And here's your recommendation. I don't necessarily think I have what you need. But I know a God who cares. Let's go talk to God about it. I'll go with you. We know how to do this. We just need to let our faith life begin to be a place that gets expressed. We can just say, this is how to activate prayer more regularly. Man, that is a significant thing you're going through. As an expression of care, I want to point us to God and say, God, would you come near my friend? Would your presence come and begin to speak hope? Would you illuminate scripture? Would you give an encouraging word? Would you bring your life here and now? May heaven come here on earth so here we go step one you ready ask how can i pray for you okay let's say that together how can i pray for you it's awesome this is a great first step and here's why what if i say no no you cannot pray for me then what do you do you don't pray you're off the hook. I didn't want it. <laughs> you should still pray for me quietly and secretly and privately. <laughs> no. But what I mean is like, you're just honoring the other person. Hey, can I pray for you right now? And you go, no, no. okay. <laughs> I tried. I gave my heart. God, you know what's up? Like What I'm saying is God can still work, but we can be people of hospitality and of love. Yeah. But if you ask... You don't have to be a mind reader. You don't have to figure this out. How can I pray for you? Hmm. How can I pray for you? It's a great place to start. Where would I go from there?
1: Um, Well, as they're talking, after you've asked, how can I pray for you, is is to start listening. Pay attention to what they're saying. You know, just be present to that person and listen to them. That's, like, the next step.
0: So we ask, and then we're, what I hear you saying is, like, we assess. We do. Like, what is the need?
1: That's right. Um, and I might be jumping ahead in one of the steps, but That's okay. the steps are just kind of a, f- a framework. Yeah. They kinda, you, you flow in some of the steps. So at that time, you, you want to listen to what they're saying. Sometimes um, when they start to tell you what to, they want to be prayed for, sometimes it's not actually what they need to be prayed for. Sometimes you'll get something where it's like, ah, this is the safe answer yeah. for what I'm really need to be prayed for, um, and so it's just one of those things where you want to be present to them, listen to them, maybe ask a few follow up questions as they go, um, and just really it's a it's a it's a time to connect and just listen to them and and th- and that listening to them and them feeling like they actually were heard yeah. in the answer that's like the first step in loving somebody
0: that's big so we're going to ask how can i pray for you we're going to assess we're going to listen to what the need is and we're going to value the the humanity and the hopes and the dreams and the heartache of the person that we're interacting with and then this one i think is where maybe we begin to feel that fear or that like insecurity in our own thing is that we then would encourage you to take a moment and listen to god
1: right And a minute ago, I said something about how they kind of flow. This one also could be a pre-step one. Yeah. Sometimes you might go, ooh, I think I need to pray for that person. So just know that's out there. So listen to God,
0: ask, listen to God, ask, listen to God, ask. You see a pattern? (laughs) So anyway, um, at this point,
1: while you're listening to them, you need to be open to what God might be saying to you.
0: And we were talking a little earlier this morning specifically, and you said one of the ways we can grow our confidence in hearing God is like what we do in our personal time with God, right? That's right. Would you talk? just give a, like a tip or yeah, two on just,
1: that? Just real brief. Um, God speaks to us. Sometimes we're listening. Sometimes we're not. Um, and so some of the things that we do in our personal life it really is to kind of position ourselves to begin to hear and to start to, to like yeah. learn the rhythms of how God speaks to you individually, because it's usually different. I mean, there's overlap from person to person, but God's communication usually is kind of a personal way. We all have a, the way that God speaks to us.
0: So we ask, we assess, we listen to God, and then here's a real practical tip. We keep our eyes open as we begin to pray. Mm. Why would why would I keep my eyes open when most of my pattern has been head down, eyes closed, you know, sort of posture? So
1: how many of y'all have ever had a text where you texted somebody something and they misread like what you texted was actually what you meant to say, but their response to it was not what you expected? That's because of the lack of um, nonverbal communication. Well, when you pray for someone, when you, you there's a lot of nonverbal communication, and so if you're praying for someone, it's best to keep your eyes open. It's not. Sometimes you need to close your eyes to minimize distractions, stuff yeah. like that, to help listen. However, keeping your eyes open most of the time is a. You can you can begin to see through their, a person's body language, like how you're respo- how they're responding. Like, you know, an example, I've had a time before where I was praying for someone, and, and the words that were coming out of the people praying for that person were, you know, peaceful things, kind things, and this person is actually getting upset. Like, the, the things that you would desire for them, like peace and, and God meeting them and those types of things, is not actually happening. Something else is going on that's not been vocalized whatsoever, and if we had all had our eyes shut, yeah. totally miss it. Yeah. And actually, it might have caused more pain. Yeah. You know?
0: And then just one other like practical thing: if you're praying for somebody at work, in a public place, at your favorite restaurant, it's a great point. Coffee shop. It's interesting. When you're talking to somebody with your eyes open, it looks like you're having a conversation. Right. And when I'm praying for somebody with my eyes open, it looks like we're having a what? Conversation. A conversation. We've just welcomed the living God into the midst of the conversation. or are trying to be attentive. And so it's also a way to honor someone who might have a need in a public arena where God does not need our eyes closed for God to work. It's cool. And it's just a practical thing. And we can watch and we can observe. And so as we ask, we assess, we listen to God, we begin to pray, we keep checking in, hey. Does this make sense? Does it feel like God's meeting you? Are these things encouraging you? Are are you feeling the kindness of God? We can ask questions along the way. And then we get to just encourage them in some post-prayer follow-up. Like we can continue to care for them, encourage them towards Jesus. Hey, could I check in on you later today? Hey, could I call you tonight and see if you're feeling better? Hey, would you want to come with me to church on Sunday?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I got some prayer this week, and I had somebody that prayed for me. They texted me, and I had a couple of folks come up to me and ask me how I was doing.
0: Mm -hmm. How'd that make you feel? Loved. Yeah. And cared for. And cared for. Which is the heart of God. See, this is the thing that I want us to understand. Life on mission means we want to align ourselves to the mission of God from the heart of God, which is love and care. There's some great stories of Jesus. If you want to read, watch the ministry of Jesus in the first four books of the New Testament, which is in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's a story where Jesus heals someone, and they're crying out, they're crying out, and what is Jesus? The very first thing he does is he says, what do you want? So Jesus took time to ask, what is the need? What do you want me to take care of? There are other places where you see Jesus communicate his heart, and it was out of compassion. It says he looked out on them, and he had compassion on them. It's from a a soft heart and a posture that God is at work, and God is in our midst. And so here's what we want to do. We think scripture invites us to pray. We believe God speaks to everyone. God speaks to people who are not yet followers of Jesus, because he's already pursuing them, calling them into a understanding of his love and his reality god speaks to followers of jesus we see this in the bible and we believe god will speak to you and so we were praying before service we're going to move into this uh kind of two things one is this i I, want i don't want to miss this point if it's worth praying once for a miracle it's worth praying continually If it's worth praying one time for a miracle to happen where we actually see the kingdom of heaven break in, which would be like a now moment of heaven, it's worth continuing to pray for those not yet moments of heaven. We talked about this last week. There is a a now expression of God's kingdom coming, and there's also a not yet. Like, we're still expecting Jesus to come back a full time. Revelation 21 and 22 talk about the new heaven and the new earth where all things are made right, no more death, no more dying, no more tears, no more pain. So if it's worth praying once for a miracle, it's worth praying continually. And it's really important that we practice what we preach. That was a, kind of a bad pastor joke. Yeah. We want to practice what we preach. So we're going to practice now. As we were praying before the service, um, I, I had this, ex, this experience. We were praying together, Stephen and I, and Roy, another leader. And there's this, there's this scripture in Psalm uh, 46, if I referenced it correctly. And this is what it says in verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. That idea of listening to God. And I had this picture. Anybody ever seen a a perfectly clear mountain lake? What's happening on the surface of that mountain lake? It is perfectly what? Still. And on that mountain lake, because you will feel very inclined to do it, because I did, you find a rock. And what do you do with that rock? You skip it. And what happens to the the surface of that water? And what do you see? Everyone. And it's awesome. And you see perfectly the activity of the rock across the water. Now imagine there's a show called Deadliest Catch, where they're harvesting crab in the northern sea, and the waters are rocky and tumultuous, And it's just chaos in the water. And imagine you try to skip that rock. What do you notice? Nothing. (sighs) This is, I think, the battle we are regularly facing in experiencing God speak to us. Because he says, be still and know that I am God. But so regularly, our lives are fast-paced and chaotic and hurried and discouraging, and I can't even realize that God is throwing rocks across my water to get my attention so we're going to take a moment to breathe and to be still mm-hmm. and we expect God to meet you and actually uh, one of the leaders said that maybe this will be a moment where you begin to experience that internal peace of that pristine mountain lake and then we're going to move into some time for praying for one another so would you just pray a prayer just invitation yes.
1: come Lord Jesus Lord Jesus, you're so good, Lord. I just ask by your spirit that you would just begin to just settle our hearts. Just calm us down as we wait for you.
0: all of Psalm 46 says this, God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. So God, as we move into a time of prayer for one another, we ask for an outpouring of your spirit that would remind us that your peace is offered to us that your presence is available to us, that you are ever present in times of trouble. So we just say come bring stillness where we need it. And So what we want to encourage you to do is if you came with somebody that you know and feel safe practicing this, we want you to turn towards them and say how can I pray for you? If you did not come with someone That is okay, because we want you to maybe think of a friend that you could text this morning and just say, I'm thinking about you. Is there some way I can pray for you? And so we actually want to empower the entire room. Students, our student ministry came back in and joined us. We want you all to do this, maybe turn towards a friend if you have one with you, pray for each other. We believe God is doing this all throughout. Our kids are even practicing this in kids' ministry today. So right now, we're actually pushing it from us to you, Like, Mm -hmm. this all happens out there in the seats as well. And so text a friend or somebody you love and care about. Turn towards somebody that you came with. How can I pray for you right now? Okay, go. we're going to give him another minute and then we're going to kind of show another example of how we can pray for one another and and I just want to reiterate some of the most powerful prayers Jesus prayed were very short so words like help are great prayers shorter sentences so I just maybe want to remove any barrier like that you feel like you have to like make something happen because you've prayed the right prayers The right words came out. We are regularly leaning into the the love of God, the presence of God revealed in Jesus and the Holy Spirit coming. And so, and we just thank you for the prayers that are being prayed all around the room. For anybody who's just, I saw so many people take out phones and start to text a friend. What a loving and kind thing to do. So thank you for those. And maybe you're online and maybe you're texting a friend. But we want to take two risks we want to take two risks and how we've been listening to God for the room and encourage us to practice what does it look to be a community who gather around one another in our heart for what God's doing. And uh, this morning as I, as I was waking up and just beginning to think about the, this morning, a uh, particular passage of Scripture came to my mind. And in Jesus is teaching in the book of Matthew, and it's this series called the Beatitudes where he's teaching to a room like a crowd of people. He says, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled." And my, incur- my thought this morning was this that if you were here and you are recognizing you have a growing spiritual hunger in your life, but maybe you recognize that you're not as filled as you want to be, or you feel depleted, you feel like your tank's on empty, but if you're paying attention, there's this humility of your heart that says, "I'm actually hungering. I have a hunger." For what God is doing. I have a thirst. When you're hungry, what do you do? You, yeah, you look for food and you eat. When you're thirsty, I think God is saying, if that is your posture, He blesses us in that posture of need and desire, and He will fill us. He will fill us with His presence. So that's going to be one. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand if that applies to you.
1: I don't know. Does that? There it is. Okay. So, during worship today, this is not something that I do normally, but today I felt pretty strong about this. I feel like the Lord, if, if you have never experienced the profound love of Jesus towards you, experientially, like we, we know in the Bible and we know from going to church that God loves us, but if in your heart you've never actually experienced an expression from God that he loves you, I wanna pray for you. Yeah. Because I believe that he wants to meet you there and to, and to give you that experience of how much he loves you.
0: So we wanna just show like what this looks like. It is risky to ask somebody, can you pray for them? And it is, it is actually risky to open yourself up to receive prayer. And so one of the things that I think God does is he just honors us in that place of cost and sacrifice. Like, when we begin to surrender our pride, when we begin to surrender to, like, a community of people and other people, like, I think God's just really gracious there. And so if either of those things make sense to you, we're actually gonna ask you to stand because we want some people to gather around you and pray for you. And this is like, maybe you've been around church and we're calling you forward, we're actually just asking you to stand where you are. If that makes sense to you today. You hunger and thirst for righteousness and you wanna be filled, or you would love to know that God loves you in a way that's more than just for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that's John 3:16. So if that makes sense to you, we want you to stand. Mm. And so as people are beginning to stand, here's what I want to show. This is really important. If you have a friend that's standing, I want you to go stand with them. Because nobody stands alone in the kingdom. And if maybe you're part of our prayer ministry team or you're a leader in our church, you've been to Quip Night and you see a friend standing, I want you to get up and move towards them. Yes. And we're actually going to send our prayer ministry teams out into the seats where you are. And, and if you're not standing, I just want you to watch because this is, again, like the lights are fully on. Like this is just saying, God, we want to meet our community where they are on this journey. And so you might be standing near them and if you begin to feel like God's opening your heart to pray for them, you can quietly, you can add your voice. Uh, but Stefan is just going to begin to pray over the room and then we're going to ask everybody to stand because we're going to pray a prayer of blessing for everyone.
1: So come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you so much for all that you do for us. And I ask now, Lord, that that you would come and begin to fill those that are hungry. That you would meet them in that place of hunger. And that they would know that, that you are near. And that you desire to give them the things that they want. You have never withheld yourself from us ever. And, and you invite us to partake in your life. And so I just ask that you would begin to meet them, the hungry, where they are. That they would be filled with that righteousness. That they would experience a newness in their, their journeys with you. And um, that you would begin to speak. Open their ears, Lord, to hear your words as you give direction and as you often do, or you encourage us as you often do. And I pray for those that have never experienced you loving on them. I also pray that you would open their ears, open the ears of the room, Lord. That uh, those that have ears to hear would hear you right now and begin to minister to these people. And um, even if if they're still in their chairs and they're not actively praying for someone, Lord, I pray that if that you would give a word of encouragement, a picture, a vision for someone, maybe even someone that's not standing, I just pray that we as a community would begin to love one another and realize that uh, that you live in us and you have good works for us to do. That's right that you actually created us for good works and that as you knitted us uniquely, we express your love uniquely because of who you, how you made us, Lord. I pray that you bless these people in this room mm-hmm. to receive whatever it is that's coming their way because oftentimes our broken hearts, it's hard to receive some of these things that we hear, especially the good stuff. We discount it and say, "Oh no, that's not me. It is you." Receive what the Lord has for you.
0: Go ahead. I was going to say, I can continue to pray?" I just want to invite everyone to stand. What we're going to do is we're going to continue this. We, you know, we're going to have people. If you're part of our prayer ministry team, small group leaders, you are part of. Um, we want you to come down, staff, to continue to be available to pray. And there's uh, a couple specific invites. One of our leaders just, um, we want to pray for healing for anything going on. And a specific ask is if you are dealing with asthma, one of our leaders just felt like asthma might be a place where you do not have peace because you're dealing with that. And so we'd love to pray for God to heal you today. If that makes sense to you, we just believe it's God's just saying, hey, like we'd love to pray for you there. Um, but we just want to bless what God's doing in you. And if this is new to you, like keep watching. Keep your eyes open. Keep paying attention to what God might be doing. Um, yeah.
1: uh, one last thing that I would like to say. You can do this. Yeah. I have a kid who's like, we tell her all the time, you can do hard things. And, and even though it seems hard, it's, you can do hard things. Yeah. And you'll find that as you lean into risking a little, just a little, God's going to meet you there, and it will buoy you to risk a little bit more the next time. The next time, this is not a, hey, let's let's do something that's you know way outside, just a little bit. That's all it takes. Yeah, the Lord will take the little that we have and do a lot with it.
0: Amen. That's good. So God, we thank you for this community that you are gathering, that you love. We ask that they would experience your blessing that the Lord bless you and keep you, that you would experience the face of the Lord shine upon you, and that he would give you his peace, that it would be this turning towards of connection and joy. And we pray for opportunities to risk this week for our students, for our adults, for our kids. Would you allow us to see the reality that you are pursuing us and the people around us? Let us be a tangible, experience of your love as we join you on mission here seeing your kingdom come. We bless your community in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.